Hello and welcome to the Steve Clark Room podcast. I'm Peter Mackay and today I'm joined by Konya McLeod. Konya, spotlight today. Hi, hi, Pete. How are you? Um, I'm doing superb, my, my friend. That's brilliant, Pete. Great to hear. Today, we shall be walking into a Steve Clark Room as we, we take a look back on two absolutely mouth-watering draws against Austria and Israel, as well as delving into the game against the Faroe Islands. Um, before we get into the, the nitty-gritty, we're recording this half of the podcast before the Pharaohs game on Wednesday night. So we'll be back after with our with our verdicts. Fresh yeah. fresh off the back of the of the Pharaohs game. Absolutely, yeah. So I mean what what's more to be said? Let's talk about the Austria game. Let's just get straight into it, Pete, you know. Just just go for it. So Austria game, we lined up with a with a five, which we went for in the previous qualifiers. So when we went for the Serb uh, the who was it? Serbia? Oh, I can't mind. The Nations League games beforehand. We obviously that's when Steve Clark kind of deployed his five at the back with um slightly different personnel, but obviously we kept that in the first game of the uh well, we actually started both games with the five, so obviously you know there's a change in the Israel one. We started in the Austria game with uh Marshall and Net. We had uh three centre halves of Tierney on the left, which is uh he stayed from the last international break, and then two new arrivals. Not new, but uh, not new to the Scotland squad, but new in the back three of Hendry and Hanley. And then you had Adon on the right, Rob on the left. That's the usual. And then it was um, it was kind of fluid up top, but you had McGinn and McTominay kind of sitting with Christian uh, Armstrong on the wings with Dykes up top. Personally, I didn't really, I didn't like the, I didn't like the first half because he changed it at half time. I didn't like, I didn't like the first half shape that we went for in Austria. What did you think, Pete? Yeah, it was. To be fair, when I first saw it, I was like, "This is, this is what we're wanting. This is classic yeah. Steve Clark." I was like, "This yeah. is, this is what got us to the Euros." Exactly, exactly. But, yeah. And then I was, uh, to, I'll be fair to to start with the defence. I was a bit disappointed to not see Gallagher in there because we all know how absolutely brilliant he is for Scotland Gallag- at the back. Superb. For Scotland, I. Uh, I mean, then in terms of right centre back, we I think we were all kind of expecting McTominay to move into midfield. I think because his form, because his form for United this season, his goal scoring form has been good at times, and also as well, he's been getting forward. And you hear United fans they say that he's a he's not even a defensive midfielder; he's more of a box to box attacking midfielder. So we're wasting him at centre half. And I think yeah. Clark recognized Clark recognized that and put him in the midfield. I mean, he's yeah. We, I, I feel like we could use him anywhere probably, and he'd be good. He's but, quite versatile, yeah. isn't he? We can play him anywhere. He'll do a job for us. He works hard. Yeah, I mean, I like you, like you said uh, the sort of. I mean, you can call it a three-four-three. Really, I I wasn't sure on that either. I felt, like, uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it left us a bit exposed in the middle, to be honest. Well, we the thing is, I thought it limited McGinn as well because you had McTominay who was just kind of sitting, and then McGinn was alongside him, and it kind of seemed that um, because you've got the because you've got five when you play five, you, you lack the kind of extra man in midfield who's going to go and it depends where you lack because if you make him. If you make the the spare man at the back, and then you're losing the either attacking midfielder or defensive midfielder, we felt a bit yeah we felt a bit flat because we had McGinn having a lot of defensive duties, and I don't like McGinn. I, I like McGinn getting up there, and you just see in the Austria game, uh, you know when he gets up there for the last twenty minutes and Clark uh, deployed him higher at the park, you know he gets a goal and he, he's good. He's good. I think he's good in the final third, McGinn when. He's he's a slight, slightly wasted kind of sitting in front of the back four, even though he can do a job. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. I th- and I think I think that first twenty minutes of the Austria game, I thought we were really poor. We weren't we, like we we didn't we were just kind of hoofing it. And I thought if we were actually playing well and the ball was on the deck, sort of, and we were, I think um, Christie and Armstrong could have had a bigger impact on the game. Mm-hmm. But they were they yeah. were kind of just lost. They were kind of just floating between the lines, and they weren't they weren't able to get a foot in the ball and make stuff happen, which really which was, limited yeah. us even more. I think. Yeah, I was watching them and they were switching wings constantly. And you're like, you know, if you're switching wings like three times in the first half, you're like, you don't, you're a bit because when we when we seen Ryan Fraser the the following game, he was clearly just told to just run about in space and get try run the lines. Whereas yeah, when you've got two, that was a two up top. But when you've got the kind of two wingers and a central guy, if you're switching wings constantly, I don't know. I I feel like these weren't, they weren't really helping Dykes out that much, but then. It comes from it. It, it kind of comes from, as you said, the play. And if we're just hoofing it, we started slow, didn't we? If we're hoofing it in the first twenty minutes, you know, what chance you get as a creative player like Ryan Christie or Armstrong? I did think they, I did think Armstrong particularly though didn't uh, have one of his best performances in that first game. I mean, I could agree with that. I think he was absolutely shite, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think he yeah. he was looking like he was he was just acting like a blunt lawnmower, to be honest, just absolutely bloody useless. That's brilliant. But, that's brilliant. That's I, a great. That's a great <laughs> wee coin of phrase there. I think. Yeah, I mean. Christie was Christie was all right. I think Christie's always positive though. You see, when Christie gets in the ball, I know Celtic fans slate him, and, and a lot of people don't like Christie. But and I know he, he does maybe take a lot of shots on, which maybe aren't. You know, he's he's sometimes the decision making is a wee bit off in, in like the the dying moment. You know, but um, I think he's positive. I think every time you get the bottom, he's not afraid to try setting. You know, and um, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think definitely. I mean, to be fair, we're talking about that scrappy twenty minutes. I think we're probably quite lucky not to be one 0 down early on. That big six three mm-hmm. seven lads. Not not going to bother trying to say his name, but uh, he. Oh no, I'd butcher his name <laughs> if I tried to say that. He missed uh, a pretty good chance, like yeah. in, in the very early stages. I think from then that kind yeah. of scared us a bit, and then we were yeah. kind of maybe maybe I maybe woke us up a bit, and then even maybe made us a bit too scared to. Be be so fluid at the top end, maybe. Yeah, I yeah, I just th- I think in actually in both games we started slow, and and I know with international football, Clark only gets a few days with them before, and you kind of get thrown right in. And uh, for the Euros, it'll be a bit different because obviously it's the middle of summer, and you get long, you get way longer to prepare. But I, I don't know, we started slow. I think in both games actually, um, the Australia Israel one in the first because you look at it first half. The amount of times Scotland come in under Clark half time nil nil, it happens so much. We never start. We're never out the blocks, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's. You could argue that that's kind of maybe slightly part of his game plan. We kind of want to keep it tight, don't give anything away. But yeah. I feel like that. I mean, obviously, it didn't work because they went. I mean, Austria were. I mean, in nil nil at half time on the back foot, and then come out Austria score nearly need enough straight away, like so straight away, yeah. yeah. I I know. It's the thing is, I don't mind. Clark's made us maybe quite hard to hard to beat as a team, but the thing is, I, I don't mind doing that whole tactic of coming in at half time, getting to half time nil nil, getting to sixty minutes nil nil. Then you could try and get a winner. It's like I don't mind doing that at the Euros against England and Croatia. And that. But when you're playing teams like I know Israel are a bit of a bogey team for us, and and Austria are a good side with good players. But when you're playing sides like. We we have got the caliber to go and play against teams, and and it's a bit frustrating if we keep. That's why I think the five the five's good in certain 
like the five against Serbia, I know there's a wee um, lapse of concentration in our corner, but that was deployed brilliantly, I thought, against Serbia. It was a tough game, high-pressure situation. All we needed to do was win. And I, we did win, but we won it the Scotland way. But I know that, um, you know, there was a wee lapse of concentration. But other than that, it was it was deployed pretty well. But, like, I think the five's got to be used when it needs to be used. And you need to be able to play a four as a team as well because you need to have a plan. You can't have one plan and that'd be defensive football. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, um, like you said, if you're going into games looking to be at looking to be at nil-nil or like looking to be level um, mm-hmm. like onwards from the 60th minute, that's just such a dangerous game to play. Like, it is because it can go wrong. You're just asking for trouble then, to be honest, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Speaking about the game, in particular, I thought the ref had a poor game. Well, I yeah. Thought, the... I thought he had a sinker because Christie should have had a blatant penalty. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I wish I counted how many times I stood up and shouted something vulgar at my TV, but <laughs> the Spanish man with the slick back hair was not doing my heart rate any favours. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He, if anything, ah, he was killing us, Pete. And the thing is, that Christie penalty, I don't understand how he's looked at that and thought that's not a penalty. Yeah, and and the lino as well. The, the two the two linos. Yeah, well, I mean, they're always well. bad at each other. They're always bad at each other in my eyes. We're not seeing that. Aye. You know, I mean, that, yeah, that was just that's just one of the numerous decisions I think they got wrong. Ah, yeah, no, that yeah, because you're you're right. There was actually I actually think Austria should have had a goal. You know, the one on Tierney that got oh that was, yeah, uh, dislike hundred oh, percent. <laughs> that was in my eyes. That's a blatant goal. And then 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 you could say it evened out, but then it shouldn't. You know, it shouldn't come down to that. Like it should be. Christie should be having a penalty at the other end of the park because he actually got rug. He got the boy put both his arms around him, had him in like a rugby tackle and just brought him to the ground. And he's like, and and ugh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the ref saw and not give that. You know, I don't understand. Uh, yeah, I mean that's interesting because I think just thinking about our our um our two goals in that game when I, when I first seen them both, I was like, that's that could be offside. So I was I wasn't exactly sure. so exactly. It was yeah. like, and then the ref giving them both, and then. Obviously, like you like you said, he's not given that one for that very soft foul on Tierney. But we, yeah, exactly. We won't yeah. we won't, we, we won't complain about that. But. No, we won't speak about that one. But the Christie one's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean though, because um, the the McGinn goal when it went in, I was convinced it never stood. I thought that's offside. Yeah, and I think even even John McGinn in his post match said um, because he plays with VAR every week, he's really. I know, obviously, the teacher from a young age play for play the whistle and that. But he really, you know, in England, you got to play the whistle because you can score a goal that you think is offside and, it, and, you know, armpits to be onside or whatever it is, you know, sleeves nowadays. But he said in his post-match that because of that VAR, he knows to, to, to you know, play to the whistle. And he did that. And, and um, he thought he was offside himself. And I was convinced he was as well, you know. Yeah, it was a, a, a delayed reaction celebration when he scored that cracking goal. But, I mean... Just before Shocking we finish. before we wax lyrical about that first goal, Grant Hanley back in the team for first time in three years. Uh, Thoughts on yeah. that? An inspirational story, to be honest with you. Coming back for I, I, I thought he was a finished player. I thought he was finished, you know. And he's not. I mean, I say inspiration. He's not quite done it yet, but I, I think he's looked. Brilliant. I think he's actually looked really good when he's came in. It was a was it what game was it where he was about to get sent off in the first ten minutes? Was that yeah? Austria? That was Austria. <laughs> Apart from that, we stint. I thought. Other than that, he's looked really assured. I heard from fans on and like championship fans, Norwich fans on Twitter that he's been one of the best centre backs in the league, you know, um, this season. Uh, but I, I, I still, I don't know why I had, I find it hard to believe because obviously when Norwich went up two seasons ago, he, he did not have a good time in the Premier League, you know. And I thought I've never really thought much of him anyway. 
I, I, I've never really watched him, to be fair, but I just, I don't know what it was with him. I think I've seen a few performances where he hasn't been at his best, but I think this season I've heard, I won't lie and say I've seen him, but I've heard he's had a really good season of it. And he and he's, to be honest, he's performing like that as well. He looks like a new player under us. Yeah, def- I mean, yeah, I think he's he's gone and proved a lot of people wrong because you see on Twitter, like, oh, he has. for some he, strange he's reason, proved, like, yeah. when, I was, when I was making my, my predicted lineup, whatever, I've thrown him in. For some reason, mm-hmm. <laughs> right centre back. Well, he didn't play there, but I yeah, think he's proved a lot of people wrong because people are saying Grant Hanley. Like wh- when the squad's got announced, people are saying Grant Hanley. What the hell is he doing in the yeah. squad? But yeah, I mean he's come in and he's been from probably our best defender. He's been be one of the. He's definitely been one of them. I, I actually think I I agree with you. I think he's proved a lot of people wrong. But I think when everyone seen him in the team sheet, you thought because he was un- he played for he's played for Scotland hands full of times Hanley and he's. I don't think he's... You could argue now he's playing his best football for Scotland. I know it's only been two games, but he's been good. And, and also, it could go wrong. And w- whether he lands himself in the Euro squad, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll be discussing that later, Pete, won't we? But... I mean, yeah, indeed we will. Because, I, yeah, I, I just think, like, someone... Do you, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're going to do another podcast on it. But just, just for an example, like, do you take someone like Liam Cooper over him now, who's Liam Cooper's hardly played for Scotland... And then how yeah. he's come in and proven himself. It's a really hard decision. It's going to be. It's to make. hard because do you, do you pick club form? I know uh, Hanley's been uh, been good for Norwich, but do you pick like the, the stature of a team? I don't think that. I, I personally, I think how you perform for Scotland is is a huge one because Lyndon Dykes is a good example. Is I still have Lyndon Dykes in every single Scotland squad until he retires at, at this point. Oh you know? yeah, and that's because of how well he's performed for us. Uh, you know, in the in the last two or three international breaks, I know he didn't have a. Didn't have his best game against Austria. And I know for club football, he's not even performing. He's he's not setting the league afire, but he, he's he's very useful at what he does for us. And, and because we've got creative players around him, like your Christies and McGinn's, and you know you could argue Armstrongs and, and players like that. That's where our that's where our creativity and goals comes from. And you've you've got Dykes, and and obviously we'll speak about Adams later. But when you've got players like Dykes who can kind of uh, supply that type of player very so well as he can i think he's brilliant you know yeah definitely i mean before we before we uh go on to the the, the next austria goal i've just got three words to matter right now going but i want to hit it pete what are those three words Stephen o'donnell <laughs> what a player what but we've always known he's a player though exactly but i just i think do you know what that cross for Hanley's header, absolutely brilliant. Oh, yeah. I, I went on a tangent there about Dykes, bringing it back to Hanley's goal. I mean, that was that was all Stephen O'Donnell's cross. Oh, yeah. You can't ask for a better we, ball than that. Like. Yeah, honestly, it was brilliant. Because Austria played a high line. They played about 40 yards uh, up the park. And I thought, if you're Stephen O'Donnell, you're just clipping this into the area and you see what happens. And he, he couldn't have put a better cross in Hanley. Hanley... I wouldn't say it was Hanley couldn't miss because it was still a good header. It was hard and low and it was in the corner. But O'Donnell, I mean, he should get bags of credit for that. And O'Donnell's been brilliant. And the thing is as well is you look at his, again, he's another player where you look at his club form, you're like, he's not, he's not like a standout. But he's, he, Joe O'Donnell is Pete and he's a player that we love. And, and it's because he plays for the badge and he works hard, you know. Exactly. And I think even just, just um, even if you take away that you got that assist, I still, I still think he was one of our yeah. best players that yeah, game. Yeah, I agree. Because I agree. I, I agree. I heard that David Alaba's still missing, like. <laughs> David Alaba, yeah. <laughs> David Alaba's still in uh, Stephen Adam's back pocket. We've taken it. Whoever Murrowell Murrowell have got next week, David Alaba will be going as well. But the thing is with Stephen Donald, it's like, 
I think I think in the last twenty minutes of the game she can get caught out because I I think he gets really tired. I, I think at this level, you watch him and he's got ten minutes to go and he's he's looking absolutely burst. And I always think. I always think, you know, when you've got your five subs, you could just maybe get Palmer on for the last 10, 15 minutes because he, he really he works so hard. And, and I think as well, it's a different. this is a different level of football to what he's playing week in, week out, I think. So it's like, and, and, and because he's not got that, you, players like Carl McGregor and that who play in the SB, I know he's not had a great season, but, but players like Carl McGregor who play for, for teams like Celtic and that, because he's so good on the ball, he can get away with with going and playing international football and playing such a high level. And, and I'm not saying I'm not slating the SPL, but I think O'Donnell, a player who's like he plays for Motherwell, and he, he does not like you wouldn't have thought you wouldn't look at him and go he'll be partnering Andy Robertson on the other side, but he does it so well, and it's credit to him. Yeah, and I think just you you mentioned it briefly there, but I mean, look, he gets so tired just because he he runs so much. Yeah, exactly. Like, he works like, so hard. He like. gives us all. Like, whether he's playing right back or right wing back, he loves Scotland, and I love that. He loves he loves the navy top, Pete, he and and he loves the salt art, and I'm all for that. I'm I'm a big fan. Of and that. and do you know what? I, I would I would go as far as saying he's one of our best players. And ever, ever you know, people can slate me for that, but Stephen O'Donnell <laughs> is one of Scotland's best players, and he will continue to do so until he pockets Raheem Sterling at the Euros. <laughs> Mark my words. Well, the thing with England is they don't know who they're going to play up top. They've got so many players. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it could be anyone in the left wing. It but... could be. It could be anyone, and whoever it is, Stephen O'Donnell's ready. Yeah, let's just say whoever it is, we'll not be seeing them. No. that's the thing as well because I, I, I backed Stephen O'Donnell to do a job on who is it Raheem Sterling easy Jane Sancho I mean that's just that's too easy almost yeah Jack Grealish who's that like <laughs> Jack Grealish exactly you know Stephen yeah that's the thing because in the end of the day is David Alba he's a world class talent and Stephen O'Donnell had the better of him and this is now not a joke because Stephen O'Donnell had the better of David Alba over 90 minutes yeah and and I mean do you know what? He might, he might, he might have a tough time marking Jermaine Hilton on the weekend, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> how, have you, how have you snuck down this <laughs> If you can't, if you, it doesn't matter if you can't do it against Ross County Hamilton. If you can do it on the world stage, you can do it anyway. Exactly, and that's that's what I was saying about the whole club football and international football. If he does it for Scotland. I don't care what he's doing for Motherwell. Exactly. I also I mean, think as well an honourable mention to Jack Henry because he came yeah. in under a lot of uh, criticism. And and I actually didn't really know what he was up to his career. Obviously, he was at he was at, was it Dundee he started with, wasn't it? And he was good, he was good there. He got his move to Celtic, and then that didn't work out at all. And I, and I think he didn't he go to um, Australia for a yeah. Move? He was at, he was at Australia for a season, and then this season he's found himself in Belgium. And yeah, he's been he's been playing in a back three week in week out. So, oh, has he? I didn't even know. That yeah, he's that. I think he's been playing centrally in a back three. So right. Right. I mean that was kind of set up perfectly, but he's 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 obviously found form over there. Clark's obviously been watching him, and yeah, yeah. credit to him, he's bounced back very well from being I, I, uh, yeah. dejected from Celtic Park. Yeah, I thought he played. I thought he played. Um, I thought he played well in the um, Austria game, even though it was his man. I think he scored. Like so, the first goal was the Marshall deflection. I think Henry. I mean. You could you could be really nitpicky and say you got to be on your toes and expect a deflection there, but I, I think you know it's not like he's been spun and conceded. And also as well, the second goal is I mean he lost a header to someone who's what six foot seven, you know. So it's like 
he, even though it was both his men who scored both times, I still thought he, he looked really good on the ball. Defensively, I thought he looked pretty assured, but um, I, I think, yeah, on the ball, he was actually one of our better better uh, players. Yeah, and I mean, speaking about headers and six foot seven boys who look like they're 12, uh, their second goal, I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a bit of a, it's, it's, there's not much play in it, to be honest. Quick counter running off Scotland's attack, and then I, I couldn't tell you who it is that gets the ball in the right, but they. They've hoofed in. it in the box, haven't they? And yeah, they've literally just hoofed it in. Your and man's, he's, he's, got his, he's literally wheeling away from goal and he somehow found the top right corner. Yeah, and this is what I wanted to ask you about because uh, not, not just our friends, but a lot of people on Twitter and Davy Crobin, who was on Cole Commentary, uh, a lot of people saying that David Marshall should be doing better for that head. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I... I don't know because that header was. I I think if Marshall doesn't make the mistake for the first goal, I don't think people are saying Marshall should be doing better for the second one. I think because he had because you could argue he should have palmed it out for the first goal and been a bit more safer with his play because the shot for the first goal the shot was from like thirty yards and I know it was dipping in that but I I would say for the first goal he was way more at fault. I, I don't think. I I don't think. Yeah, it's a tough one. I don't think you look at that header and go, that's blatantly keeper's fault. I think you look at, he's six foot seven and he's directed a header in the top right right corner from like, you know, I don't know what it'd be, 15 yards or whatever, quite far out. So he, I think there's an argument he could have done better, but I wouldn't I wouldn't pile the blame on him and say it's his worst mistake, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's really harsh to say that, that, yeah. mar- that Maybe he could be doing a bit better, but like that's probably one of the best headers I've seen. It's absolutely flown into the yeah. Top right, the you the know? boy's done really well. It, it, you know, I think he was moving away from goal as well, and he's turned it into the top. It was a good cross with a lot of power, but he he did well to convert it. And and I I I didn't think Marshall should be getting that. You know, instinctively that wasn't my reaction. Yeah, and definitely I think. And to be fair. I think that could play a part just because of how much everyone loves him and everyone's a bit scared to criticise him. Yeah, I would actually probably hold my hands and say I'm probably a bit scared to criticise David Marshall because he is like the, he is probably the sole well, he is the sole reason why we are Aye. in the Euros. And I, and I will, you know, I, I think he shouldn't be immune to criticism, to be honest with you. But I, I would also say that I could be guilty of not criticising Marshall just because what he's done, you know. Yeah, that's the exact same as me. And I think that, you know, he, he makes these wee mistakes, but no matter what, he's going to be in that Euro squad. So. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He, he's, 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 the, he's the main guy. I mean, I still think he's our first name in the team sheet. I don't care, you know. The thing is as well, is you've other, your other options. You know, I think the thing with Alan McGregor is he's not, he doesn't play for Scotland. And I think people see him and go, oh, he's, he's playing so, so well at club level. He should be playing, but he's he's is he? Re- I think he's retired from Scottish football, isn't he? Ah, uh, he has. I, I, and I think I don't think I th- still think David Marshall's our best keeper, no matter what. I think he's our best keeper, so I think he should be playing. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was one of those who were saying, surely you know you're you're doing everything you can to Alan McGregor. Yeah, Alan McGregor yeah. is a Rangers fan, and you know what Rangers fans are like about playing for Scotland. So well, there's a weird thing there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's on the topic of that. Ryan Jack did pull out the squad actually before any games were played, but I'm that was down to injury, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty sure he had an injury. So yeah, because because he he's I'd I'd go as far as saying he's pretty much a stonewall starter. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say he's he's like I I don't know. I, he could argue he's. I think people would definitely say he's a stonewall star. I think 
I think if it's between McGregor and Jack, you've got to have a long, hard thing because I think I think McGregor's a good player. But I think you've also got to look at how they performed in the last twelve months, and you know Jack's clear at this point. You know. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, just going on to that. So, I mean, I'm just going to ask you: Who do you think were the best performers in the Austria game, and who do you think were the worst performers? Austria game, right? I'm trying to cast my mind. I think. You see, I was uh, McGinn got the the goal, the crucial goal, but I don't think on the whole he was actually one of our best players. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Tierney played really well at centre back. I mean, deputising, uh, deputising at centre back when he's when he's like an attacking fullback for Arsenal, it's just you know he's he's brilliant, how versatile he is. I, Tierney, I would say Tierney. I would actually say the three centre backs played well. Tierney, ha- Hanley, and Hendry they they were they were good performers. I think McTomney didn't really put a foot wrong. Whereas in the second game, I actually thought McTominay missed about three chances that could have won as a game. But in the, in the first game, McTominay played well. He was very assured. Yeah, I would say I, I would say Tierney, McTominay, Hanley, Hendry, O'Donnell, obviously, we've, we spoke about him. I, I think those were our standouts. Yeah, that's the same for me. I, uh, the, the people that I know went down was Stephen O'Donnell, Jack Hendry. Yeah. Tierney and McTominay, but yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely Hanley and uh, ha- Hanley as well. I'd you could chuck Hanley good. in there with those. Yeah, I, I, I think with those. I think maybe his first twenty minutes might put you off because um, he nearly got sent off. He, he had about three challenges with one yellow. Yeah, it was it was nervy to say the least. And then, uh, for people who I thought didn't have a good game, uh, Stuart Armstrong, I thought he was absolutely honking. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't um, play well. He didn't play well. Yeah, and the only other one, surprisingly, maybe to be fair, that I wrote down was Andrew Robertson. Yeah, I think. Ro- yeah, it's a weird one. I don't think. I actually think he was. Old. I thought he was better in the Austria game than he was in the Israel game. To be fair, yeah, he, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. I think he was shit both games. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. I don't think he was up to his standard. Put it that way. I don't think yeah. his attacking play was was up to his standard. Should we move on to the Israel game? Yes, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We're we're getting carried away here. We are. So with the Israel game, we started with a five, didn't we? We did. It was a. It was a pretty similar team. Huh? It was. We did because we started with O'Donnell. Hanley, Hendry, Tierney, Robertson, with Marshall and Nettle, so. Yeah. And then you had McTomney and did did McGregor, McGregor started? Yeah. So yeah. Had, yeah. It was it was McTomney and McGregor in the two with McGinn in in kind of attacking midfield. That was the three midfielders, and then you had Fraser and Adams up top. I'll just kick it off with I thought Adams and Fraser were good. They had good link up play. I enjoyed them too up top. Yeah, they were they were brilliant. Um. Fraser's he's done it a few times. He doesn't start every game. I mean, he's not a he's not a a set on starter. But no, he's scored a good few goals now playing up top with someone else. So. Yeah, I actually really like in the if you're playing a two up top, I actually really like Fraser as like one of the two. I, I'm a big fan of that now. Yeah, I, I'd I'd go for him over Christie. We've seen Christie play that role before. But... Yeah, yeah. No, I I would agree. I I'd start. I'd agree. I'd think. I don't think that's Christie's best position. I think that could be Fraser's best. And I'd prefer to see Fraser, you know, in there. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, opening to that game, uh, I didn't think we were as bad. I thought our, pa- I mean, I've written down around, around the 18th minute mark. I thought we were actually passing the ball a bit yeah. well. Yeah. But in terms of like the very early openings, we can, we we were giving away chances very cheaply. We weren't pressing the ball. We were yeah. kind of just sitting off. It was quite. We showed them a lot of respect. 
Yeah, I, it was, I thought it was quite open in the first half. Um, I thought, you know, we had a few... I think uh, we had a few, but they, they actually had quite a lot of chances uh, in like the late, maybe later on in the first half. And then we obviously came in 1 0 down at half time, which was uh, that they scored right before half time, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, we had uh, maybe we had one, two chances that first half. I think McTominay with that header from, uh, I can't remember who's called oh, it. Was. It was Robertson. McTominay's uh, should have yeah. scored, I th- or he should have at least put that on target, in my opinion. Uh, he should have done, done better with um, Robertson's ball into the box. But yeah. apart from that, we had very little in that game. Uh, we were decent at the back, and obviously until that bit of a wonder goal, to be honest, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, it was. It was it, Again, you, you bring up Marshall, I think. Marshall, I said at the time it wasn't Marshall's fault, and I kind of retract that a bit now. I think he could have done better. I think you've seen Marshall. I remember in the Serbia game when we were holding out an extra tide, he made a brilliant save for like a similar long shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone shot from the edge of the box, and he, he clawed it away. And I thought, he's. I think that was maybe a bit... That was definitely on Marshall a wee bit uh, for that, that goal. It was a good strike, though, and it was moving, but it just wasn't in the corner. I think Marshall maybe could have... He maybe could have done a wee bit better. I think he knows that as well. He knows he could have done a bit better with that. Aye, when you see it, it kind of just looks like he's standing a bit too far left. Yeah, well, he's, but, yeah he might have not sorted his feet out. Or, or the sudden, you know, it, 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 I don't know. It was just a one thing. I, I don't know. I actually don't know if Marshall's been playing. I know he got picked up a wee injury uh, previous in the season, but I don't know how um, how much he's played for Derby. I don't know how match fit he is. But um, I don't know. In the in the two games we've seen, obviously the Faroe Islands game, uh, we've not seen yet, which we'll have at the end. But so he's he's looked a little bit like not sharp. I, I think still think he's our best I, keeper, as I say, but I just don't think he's been sh- that sharp in the in these two games. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the story with that was I think he was first choice, and then uh, obviously he's got injured, and then Rooney's come in. Aye, and Rooney, then, and then I think, the and then I don't think he's got his. Um, his his number one spot back after that injury. He's not got a shirt back now. Yeah, but then I think like just to touch on what you said there, I think he's still been good enough for us in this two games that we've watched. Obviously, about to watch another one. Don't yeah. know if he's going to play or not. I but yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I don't think he's 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 been nowhere near his peak like we know he can be for sure. Yeah, Scotland, yeah, I agree with that. I agree he's that. he's he's still been good enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then obviously they go on to score. Um, it's an absolute shambles. Uh, and then at half time, change of formation. Instantly, it was Hendry off for Christie, wasn't it? It was. I, I was. I loved that substitution because I thought, listen, I, this is Israel again. We always struggle against Israel. Like, it's, I hate playing them because we play them every. We play them five times every year. It was like the Highland Derbies in eighteen nineteen season, Pete, or was it eighteen nineteen? Anyway, we played just about six <laughs> times. It feels like yeah. that. It feels like we keep playing them over and over again. And uh, we, we except except this this fixture is a lot lot more boring than the Highland Derby. <laughs> I mean, you'll ne- you'll struggle to find a boring Highland Derby, Pete. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you'll go uh, going back to you know, I, I was thinking at halftime. I'm like, it might be time to just sack this five at the back for for at least you, you know, I I don't mind playing a five against w- at Wembley on on uh, June the 18th. I don't mind that at all. <laughs> but I think we're we're one nil down. At Israel, I think let's just ditch them. We've got the players. Let's ditch the back uh, five, go to four, and let's get a, like a creative spark like Christie on. And that's exactly what Clark did. And I thought I, I was really happy with that substitution. I thought the change of shape, and I thought we looked actually really good for that change of shape for about twenty minutes. I think we scored, and then we kind of seemed to 
drop off. We kind of stopped kind of going for it, you know. What do you think? Yeah, I was. I mean, as soon as we as soon as we switched that back four, uh, to be fair, when when I saw that it was um, Hendry going off, I was a bit surprised because that would have leave that would left us playing Tierney at left centre back in a four, uh-huh. which I thought was um, yeah. It was a bit, perhaps a bit dodgy. Obviously, it wasn't. It just shows, though, how much Tierney uh, is, is, how good Tierney is at centre back and how much Clark trusts him, though. Yeah, definitely. He didn't put a foot wrong. He didn't put a foot wrong. He He hasn't put a foot wrong for as as long as I can remember, Kieran Tierney. He's been a standout performer constantly. And I think, um, and us changing shape, getting um, sort of, you could call it two wingers up next to Adams. I thought that helped Adams yeah. because it allowed Adams to sort of run the channels. Then either Fraser or Christie would be able to cross him over and mm-hmm. sort of play that it went, sort of false it, nine it went, it Originally, Christie went out in the right, didn't he, with Fraser on the left and Dykes through the middle. Yeah, oh, but no, it was it was sorry, Adams. Adams. I, I, Adams, yeah, it was really fluid though. Like they were, yeah. they were, they were everywhere. Yeah, so, and, I mean. Like uh, I think it was the fifty-fifth minute or something. Uh, che Adams runs latches onto a ball down the left-hand side, mm-hmm. the right-hand side. Sorry. Yeah. Um, cuts cuts inside. Nice, nice wee bit of skill to get it inside. Then plays a plays a pass over to Fraser. Yeah, square. Great, it. great finish, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought the chance was gone. Actually, I thought he took one too many touches, and uh, I thought Adams. I was I was I was watching Adams. I thought this is your time now. It was like a two v three, I think, and I thought. Just drive at them, and he just directly ran at the boy, and then uh, forced him back to the edge of his box. Adam squares it to Fraser, and I thought Fraser needs to take one touch and hit it, or he needs to uh, run with the ball and put it on his left because I thought there was space to his left. But he actually took it down, took it on his right foot, took I think one or two touches, but he kind of slowed it down a bit, and then he he hit it across the keeper, and I, I thought I thought the chance was gone, but credit to Fraser, he did really well to score that, and I thought. Adams and Fraser at times look really good together, um, linking up, uh, playing one-twos. There was a chance earlier on in the game uh, where they played a one-two and Adams just missed it through in the keeper. But um, I signed a build on, I think, playing them two up top. I, I enjoy They're obviously both Premier League players and, you know, they've obviously got the understanding because I thought they played really well up top together. Yeah, definitely. They, they seem really... They're both very pacey, which I think is something we've lacked. Yeah. Powerful as um, well for Adams. Yeah, very strong runners, both of yeah. them. And yeah, um, I thought Che Adams was not not only going forward, but I think he was really selfless in that second half. He was tracking back when other boys he, weren't picking up. He was. He yeah. was doing. He was. He was doing the centre mids job at, at some. He, wa- he, he worked just, very hard. He worked very. Yeah, hard. Um, and like we've like we've discussed before with Stephen O'Donnell, we love that. We, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, if you had eleven Stephen O'Donnells, I think we win the Euros, Pete. Oh. That's not even a question. You do, you do. He's got everything. He's he's got the heart. He's got the passion. He's got he's good with the ball. His yeah. feet, great cross and great headers. So that well, that wins you the and Euros in my opinion. Exa- I think, and then you go to Qatar in twenty twenty and you win the World Cup, Pete. Uh, it's just simple yeah. as that. You know, you've got the, the yeah. blueprints there. That's all I'm saying. I think as well. If, the thing with Adams yeah. as well is there's a discussion about him, and you say, you know, you hear him in the interviews, and and he's obviously not got the accent. It's the same with McTominay, and you think. That that might get under under some Scotland fan skin, but f- for me, if you, McTominay's the blueprint on how you do it properly, right? You come in and you play and you care and you work hard and and McTominay obviously got the great night in Serbia, you know, and he got to show how much it meant him. And 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 if you do that and if you play for Scotland and you play for the badge and you work hard, then I don't care where you were born, to be honest with you. 
I agree with that one hundred percent. I see a lot, a lot. What you know, how it was like, uh, it was sort of leaked in the press the night before the score. I came think out. everyone knew the night before. It was quite weird. I, yeah. <laughs> and people are people. I'm reading. I'm, I'm reading all these comments, and people are saying like, "Oh, he's English. Shouldn't be anywhere near the team." What a load of shit. I just, I absolutely. If, if, absolutely. if he if he's going to up the quality, yeah. um, if he's going to up the quality in the team, if he cares and he's going to play to his to his one hundred percent, best that he can every game. Yeah. Why would why wouldn't we take him on board? Yeah, I, I think so as well. I, I, the thing is, and and I'm just not the type of guy to care care that much about it. Like if if you come in and, and you treat as like a second option and you don't you don't it doesn't look like you care or you don't you know you'll pull out of squads for no reason this and that then that's what will that's what will get to the fans but f- for me personally i couldn't care less uh, if he if you if he wears the top and works hard like like mctomney's done you know then just perfect that's fine for me you know yeah i mean i agree with that totally and like you said mctomney superb example but we can't forget dykes yeah oh, yeah absolutely yeah. but he's he's another great example of it He's he knows that he knows he's got that Scottish heritage. He's he's come and played for us, yeah. decided to play for us, and he's reaping the rewards now. I'd say to be honest, yeah, he is because he's really. It, you can tell how much he enjoy. I mean, going on dikes, you can tell how much he enjoys it as well. The thing is, if his club football hasn't been going the best for him over the past year, he like he's he loves going away with Scotland, and and, he, and it shows in his performances because he. He will get goals and he'll look lively. And I thought against Austria, he was quite unlucky to not score. I think it was one that flashed across the box where he just missed it. And I thought that's like inches away from being a, a Dykes goal there. And it's like, and he tries it. And exactly, you're so right. He's another one who's come in and 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 he and he's and he's worked hard and he's enjoyed it and he's kind of assimilated himself with the with the squad well and I think Clark's on our page as well I don't think he cares I think he just wants the best team he can and the best you know group of boys he can I think I don't care if you've got a Scottish granny if you're born in you know in in Scotland as long as you play like those three boys do or, or like I mean Adams I, I'd say Adams you know he worked hard we've still to see him yet but like McTominay Dykes and in the past as well we've had you know Sean Maloney he was born in like Malaysia or something you know he, uh, he's and, not and, from uh, Scotland. He, he's not. He was not born in Scotland like the other boys were. Yeah, there's 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 rakes and yeah. rakes. Like I, I can't. I could. I can. I, I can only name a few. But like Russell Martin, mm-hmm. he's another one. He was born in England. Yeah. He he put in some cracking performances for Scotland. Mind you, got that one nil um, goal against was it Slovenia. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, saw. So, yeah. I I really don't think it's that big a deal. And if people still question the sort of the passion and commitment of um of Dykes and McTominay, I'd suggest going and looking at the celebration photos after Serbia. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you'll, and and you'll see one of you'll see one of um McTominay oh, sitting drinking a beer. Brilliant photo. Brilliant and, you, photo. and you'll see um another one of um of Lyndon Dykes with his freshly shaved bald head holding up a Scotland flag roaring. Yeah, so, exactly. And, and that's what what more can another you thing about Dykes that I love is He's got a new look every international break. <laughs> One, you know, his first international break, he came. I think he went. He went basic. He just had his normal hair, uh, and the next thing you know, he's bald for the Serbia game. You go, he means business here, you know. And then we <laughs> won it, and you think bald Dykes, brilliant. Now he shows up here. He's looking like Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 white blonde. He's got like he's got bleach blonde, and I'm I'm big fan. And then you see the photo on the internet of when he was at Olivia. And he has rainbow hair. And you oh. think, hey, bring that in for the Euros. You might blind a few English players. I'll tell you what, that man could pull anything. He off. can, yeah. He's a he's a brilliant. We're we're big Lyndon Dyke enthusiasts, aren't we, Pete? Indeed, we are. Yeah. 
Not as much, not as much as Stephen O'Donnell, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if you haven't established already, Stephen O'Donnell is just what a player, what a man, and we're big fans, Pete, aren't we? Indeed, we are. So, I mean, I think that would you say that that's those two games? I think we've covered well. the both games. I think we can. Uh, we'll obviously uh, revisit after the. Um, Fado Islands, uh, Fado Islands result. I mean, it could just go terribly wrong, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, 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 we've got a win. And Joe, as well, I'd like to see from the. I mean, I'll just give a wee pretty thought here. I don't want to speak about it too much, but hopefully, we do see a few new players like Tierney at left wing back. I'd be interested to see that for this game. To be honest with you, definitely. Yeah, um, I'm feeling feeling positive about the game. Yeah, tonight. so am I. And so am I. Um, yeah, ho- hopefully. People who uh, people get a run out, maybe Kevin is a bit like. To see oh him yeah, absolutely. Time. Yeah, I'd be a big fan of that as well. Yeah, and obviously, Mister Yes, I can boogie Andy Considine. Get him in at left centre back. <laughs> get him at left centre back. Tune out at left wing back, and then boogie in for ninety minutes, Peter. Oh, one hundred percent. We shall catch you after the Fair Island game. Yep. Welcome back to the Steve Clark Room podcast. We are fresh off the back of watching the Faroe Islands game. It was an emphatic 4-0 win. Don't so, get on very often. Indeed, we don't. So, what what did you think of the what did you think of the team that Steve Clark's put out? Um, he's not. I didn't. I couldn't figure it out for ages. The way he put out the lineup, I was just baffled from from the get go until until we actually started playing. I was figured out from that point onwards. But um, I we went with um. We went with like three defenders on the team sheet, and I was like, "What are we playing?" <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. Uh, uh, yeah, I was a bit like you when it came out. I was thinking, "What the hell is going on here?" But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. I, I thought I thought it was going to be a four four two or maybe a four three three, but he's stuck. He's gone. Well, I say stuck with, but I um, yes, you saw from the past two games and that he's stuck with the, the five at the back. You went to the five, yeah. It's worked quite well, actually, hasn't it? Yeah, it was. It did work well. Um, you went with I was Gordon and Net Hanley and McTomney returning to centre back role after being uh, in the centre midfield for the past few games. Tierney carried on his uh, left centre back role with Fraser at right wing back, which is probably quite new for him. Uh, McLean was deployed in the middle with McGregor and McGinn, and then obviously Robbo on the left, and then Dykes and Adams up top. So I'll start it off. Kieran Tierney, what a man! What a player, be. Just I, I would, I could sit and watch him for for days and days. It's just he's so cultured. He's but phenomenal. He's, he's, he's phenomenal. He's he's, he's like, like genuinely he's got a bit of everything. It's just he like he's, he's like there's no one better that we could ask for to have. I don't think. I know, and tonight I thought, and do you know what it is as well? People give Robertson grief and say Tierney should play left wing back, but you see it tonight. They were obviously both playing, and they were kind of interchanging. And 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 if they interchange like like they do, like when one goes and one sits, I, I don't mind it because you can, you can't actually get the best out of both of them. And I think tonight in the second half, Robbo was showing a bit more uh, attacking wise as he has in the past few games. You know, he was a bit better with crossing, I thought, and he had a few which uh, no one latched onto. But I thought he was improving a wee bit going forward. But obviously, Tierney stole a show tonight with three assists for three goals, so just phenomenal, really. Yeah, I mean, just speaking about his assists, their first one, ball gets, I think it's McTominay, channels a ball over the left. Yeah. Tierney, brilliant cut back into the box. John McGinn, great finish. Brilliant. Just brilliant. That, that sort of that set us up, give us a. I think, that was set, I think it's six minutes in. 
Yeah, about six minutes in, gave us just gave us a foothold, something right, to hold just, on to. Exactly, just settled us down because obviously the longs that went at nil nil, but you don't want that against a team like the Pharaohs because that's what they're playing for. They're playing for a nil nil, you know. Yeah, do you know what? I was watching the game and they remind me of a a cultured Hamilton Academico. Yeah, a kind of uh, Nordic, a kind of uh, Scandinavian Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, just. They're gonna really frustrate you until you get that goal, and they thankfully just... we thankfully we got that early goal, so they didn't exactly. get much. Exactly, yeah, they couldn't really out Hamilton as when we went one 0 up, you know. <laughs> but then straight after that, pretty much a good chance for the Pharaohs, a long shot outside the box. Craig yeah. Gordon back in the sticks for the first time. That was a good save, wasn't it? It was a good save. We had another one late on in the game, and I thought I thought he played quite well, Gordon. Um, we all know he's a good no no one's doubting his quality, he's a great keeper, but um no, I thought he did really well with a long shot. And uh for the header later on in the game it was a good save as well. I think I think um I think he played well, Gordon, I think. Yeah, um he had maybe one shaky moment where he's letting the ball go, but obviously it didn't lead to anything. But Oh yeah, there was that as well. Uh, I think that. I think he's uh, Steve Clark's got a bit of a headache, not just there but all over the pitch, but he, I, I yeah. like him and Marshall seem to be kind of on par with each other at the moment. Yeah, opinion. yeah, because with Marshall's different for like Marshall was undroppable, but there's different different form. You've got to be open having a new keeper in the sticks. And Gordon came through tonight. And he put a good performance in. Johnny, it was against the fadeaway was better. Still a good performance, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I just thought it was quite interesting to speak about how. But in, in the last segment, we were speaking about how we were kind of slow start. We were sort of going in at half time, nil nil, sixtieth minute, nil nil. But yeah, we we came flying out the box today. We did, and I was delighted with that because uh, you know, as we were at, we literally were saying it earlier, you know, starting slow, but tonight goal within the first ten. I can't remember the last time that happened, and then also as well, you're you're coming in half time one nil up, but you're in control of the game, and, and we were in control. You know, we had bags of possession after that first half, and then. What was really good, I thought, is in the second half, we went out, we got another, I think it was a relatively, I don't think it was early, I think it was relatively early, within the first 10 minutes of the second half, I think we made it two. And then to put the game to bed and make it four, that's that's a, that's a sign of a, a, good, a good win because against a team like the Faroes as well, you don't want to just, as I said earlier, you don't want to keep them in the balance. You want to just kill it off as soon as you can. And I think that's what we did tonight. It was brilliant. Yeah, I mean, second goal, as you said, came quite early in that second half. Once again, that man, Kieran Tierney, nice little clip ball into the box. And uh, the talisman himself, John McGinn, with a header this time. Yeah, it was with a header. I, I thought as well, when when it went down, I thought, I thought this could be exactly the same because t- I, I was getting flashbacks because Tierney coming, <laughs> driving to the byline and crossed it in. And I thought... John McGinn was using that space so well tonight. In between, just, uh, sorry, just from the back of the strikers, because obviously we were playing, we were playing. Uh, well, when we play two up top, we've often gone with uh, your Dykes and then like a Fraser or Christie. So even though it's two up top, you've only really got one true striker up there. But tonight we had two like uh, strikers by trade up top, you know. And uh, I thought they they were quite intelligent. And um, it was McFadden saying it is actually in uh, at half time at full time. Oh no, it was at half time. I think it was. He was saying how they were making good runs to make space for John McGinn. I agreed because John McGinn was using that that space the whole night to just get in there, and that's how he got his two goals. Yeah, definitely, I agree with that. And especially what McFan said, I thought I think in the whole of things, Dyke was Dykes was probably let himself down a bit tonight. He was a bit quiet, probably. Yeah, but... I I thought by yeah, I just think it's not this international break's not really it doesn't really click for him. I think in the first game because he started against Austria, and I thought he was a bit. I don't know. I think we, we probably covered this earlier, actually, but I, I think he was a bit kind of slow to everything. He was a bit off at the night. And 
uh, sorry, uh, against Austria, but even tonight when um, Che Adams was trying to link up with him and they weren't really on the same wavelength, I don't think, because Che Adams was trying like we step over dummies and stuff, but um, Dykes wasn't really clicking. But I, I don't know what, what is that, that is with Dykes. I think Dykes is probably a confidence player and because it's not going well for him right now, or it was not going well for him anyway at QPR, I think he just needs, you know, I think he just needs a goal. So, uh, that's the thing with tonight is he got subbed off for uh, Nisbet, who also I'm glad he got a Scotland debut and, and fair play to him. But I'd have liked to seen Dyke stay on for a bit longer to see if he could get a goal for his confidence. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, uh, no disrespect to Dykes, obviously, like because he's he's still going to be such a massive player for us, depending on who we're playing. Absolutely. Because if if we're playing someone like Croatia and they're we know they're going to dominate the ball yeah. at the Euros, and we could be backs to the wall and having him up there such a good target to have to hit and to build play around so yeah even though he's not had the best of um best of international breaks this time round definitely still going to be in the squad 100% still a massive player yeah we don't want to give too many spoilers for a 23 man squad Pete but I'll give you this <laughs> yes. one Dykes will be in it yeah I agree very true he's 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 uh, essential to to us I'd say I think he is and, and he's essential to the squad he, and and then like you know at least he's essential as a plan B but I, I think you know, that I, I, I like Dykes and what he did when he came in was really good for that and I think he's got himself on the plane because well I say the plane it's probably the, it's probably the trainer side but <laughs> we're not actually going anywhere but um, no I, I think he's uh, he's in my squad personally just for what he's done and I know as you said it didn't work out but I, I'm still confident in him and I think he was just maybe not that sharp uh, but it just shows though um, to make a more broad point is we've now got options you know it, it doesn't yeah. seem that long ago that we're going you know, we we're trying to get Lee Griffiths to get call him back up. Where's Lee Griffiths? But now we've got like you know Che Adams in the score sheet tonight. We can move on to that. I mean, that's brilliant for the squad. I was just about to say that um, about the options. I think it's it's it, it feels a lot more uh, like sort of comfortable supporting Scotland. Yeah. And even though the football might not be the prettiest, I th- I can't. I think it might have been Davy Proven um, on Cole commentary. He was saying like people like Keenan Tierney, Scott McTominay, they can play in so many different positions. Yeah, it's so it's so helpful, and then obviously the people who are back up to them, you know, we've we've always still got confidence in them to come in and do a job. It just seems a, it's like a real good team cohesion we've got, I think, and it's we've got a lot of options, like you said, and it's good to have. Ah, it's, it's we've got a lot of we've got a lot of options, but as you just touched on with Tierney and McTominay, we've got high level players who are versatile, and it's just. That, again, bolsters the squad because when, when Steve Clark goes and picks his 23-man squad, it'll be tough to whittle down because Steve Clark's a man who's um, spoke a lot about loyalty and, and he and he knows that, that he knows, you know, and he, he's shown loyalty to players like Stephen O'Donnell and that. He's kept in the squad. And he, he's been with him since he was at Kilmarnock. You know, he's backed him. So they, they were both at Kilmarnock together. So he, he's a big man of loyalty and when he has to come down to whittle his 23-man squad, Having versatile players like Tierney and McTominay will make it easier because we might not need that third left back because you've got two you've got two obviously world class left backs, but you might not need that extra centre half as well because McTominay can play there, which frees it up for a lot of other players. So I think I think it will it will be Clark will have a headache, but I think versatile players like them boys will, will help them out for the for picking the squad. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we we're going on a, going off on a bit of a tangent here, but I was just thinking there if it's it's twenty three man squad, so. 
what what we're probably looking at is two players for each position and then one one extra. Yeah, for, exactly. For I mean, somewhere else. So, Pete, well, Pete Tom mentioned what we're all about. Uh, we'll go for it. <laughs> we're not sticking at any strict uh, structure here. Like we'll just go for one. But no, I agree. I think when you th- when you think about your twenty three man squad, you you roughly want two players every position. And uh, the thing is, though, if you play a five, if you're going to play a five, and we will probably play a five at zero this at least some point, you're going to need. You're going to need a lot of defenders. To, you're going to need like to bring a lot of de- defenders in the squad. So I don't know. That's what I'm saying is it's useful to have McTominay because he can drop back and play there, like he showed tonight, and he's he's good there as well. Yeah, definitely, and that also helps just because, for example, someone like David Turnbull could come into the squad yeah. instead of one of the extra defenders, and as an extra creative spark, it could help a lot. But yeah, I mean, we better move on to the third we bet, goal. We're giving away too much, Pete. <laughs> The man, the myth, the Southampton legend, Che Adams. <laughs> He's, do you know what? I'm really happy for him because that's him off the mark now in a Scotland jersey tonight. There's no weight on his shoulders anymore. Nah, he's got his goal. He's got his goal for Steve Clark. And it's, I mean, just to talk about the goal, lovely slip through ball from Tierney once again. Yeah. For his third assist of the night. And uh, the composure Adams just showed is quite remarkable, actually. He's done a wee ball roll in the middle of his run. He's actually, <laughs> I don't know, he could have just, he could have just took a touch, but he thought, I need to have a bit of flair to this. And he goes, <laughs> yeah. he, he, that was for all the Scotland fans who were doubting him, you know? Exactly. A lot of Scotland fans were saying, oh, he's English, he's, he's not even good enough anyway. He goes, have this, he does a wee ball roll with his studs, Pete, and then he fires it into goal. Yes. Pinpoint finish, like that's, oh, it's a brilliant that's just it's a brilliant. Thing. Yeah, I mean, he's he's looking like everything we've been missing. Yeah, he, he is. He, he, I I'd agree, Pete. I'd agree. I think he's looking really good, and I think as well. I mean, for when he was announced, I'd, uh, you know, a lot of people know his quality, and and he, I think he showed he showed that he can create like he did against Israel for the uh, Fraser goal, and he, he's not afraid to run at players and and try setting, but. Tonight as well, he showed how he showed how deadly he is when he gets a he gets a chance like that. He's good outside the box as well. He, he's got I, a strike on him. I, I was just gonna say that, like even even uh, just not talking about shooting, like his his runs down the channel are so effective because he's he is so quick. And he, I thought he probably could have had two tonight, to be honest. Yeah, he's quick, but he's also really strong and powerful. And you see him running at your full pace, you know, no no man stopping for him, like. Uh, he's he's literally just like epitomizes your complete forward. It's, it's just I'm so delighted that he's managed to score. And another thing I know is just to just to throw some uh, slander at Oliver McBurney. <laughs> it's t- it's taken Che Adams uh, three games to score his first goal, and uh, Ollie McBurney's sitting there with about I don't know about probably about twenty caps and no goals. That's a thing. Uh, well, that's a thing. You see, on this podcast, we'll be having no praise of Ollie McBurney. <laughs> Absolutely none whatsoever. Because the thing is, as well, he comes on the night, and I'm just thinking, this is just like a, this is just like a token gesture. I'd rather Dykes stayed on because Dykes. The thing is with McBurney, right? Is I, I think like I don't mind Dinsmore getting on because it's a debut. McBurney's had his chance, and he's not been exactly. Good he's not been good enough. Yeah, I, I don't. Just putting him on, it's like. Right here we go. Here come here come the Twitter comments back again. But ah, yeah, no. in all in all seriousness, I I genuinely think you don't have to put on a striker for a striker. Why we could have thrown on someone like I don't know like Greg Taylor to give him a run out. Just yeah. like why not? Like it's not got to be him. Yeah. Do you know who I was a bit shocked at? And if you told me this two weeks ago that this would have happened, I'd have been no chance. But 
Declan Gallagher getting zero minutes. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm not happy with that to be honest. I'm no, a bit worried for him. He played so well, and and do you know what? This is a this is like a um, a, a dominoes effect because I was saying this tonight. I'm now very very concerned about Andrew Considine's 23 months. Oh, I'm do you know what? I was literally thinking the same, and and but do you know what? I think his saving grace could be if we, we've we've kept playing the five in the back. He, if Liam Cooper is, Liam Cooper's not been a man that's shown passion for the badge. So no, he's where does he this? Where does he now be? Lying in a bed in Leeds. <laughs> I think he's injured actually. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Keenan, not Keenan to right? uh, Andy Robertson would have been what? Not uh, what am I on? <laughs> Who are you Andy, thinking, Pete? Andy Considine Aye. would have been watching that tonight and singing in his head, "I can boogie." He will be thinking that, Pete. Enjoy your way thinking by come, what is it, the 16th of June or Saturday when we first first kick off. I want a music video done by then, actually. That's what I'm yeah, saying. I think uh, we've got to find a way to include him in that squad. I don't care whether he's playing. Get 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 my physio badge and get him on the plane. Yeah, that, that's actually a good shout. Get him some sort of, like, official kind of... You know, he's at the, he's at the kind of back end of his career. Give him some sort of coaching role just for the exactly. Euros. Exactly, yeah. Defensive coach or something. We can Give squeeze him, one of them in. Put him there. Because, obviously, we've, we've, we've completely um, deflected from Declan Gallagher. But um, bringing it back to him, you know, he played so well against... I mean, he pocketed... Um, what's his name? Mitrovic for nine minutes, you know? He did... Uh, well, 120, actually. And um, he played so well. I thought he was at... And then Hanley's come in and looked really good. Henry's come in and looked really good. So you think now, we've got great... We have, this is the thing as well. We've got good options. We, we've got great options all over the park. And um, I worry for Considine because even though Gallagher played no games, I still think, you know, for me, he's one of our best centre-backs. But Considine, he's... Oh, I, I worry, Pete. I worry. I worry for him. Yeah, I. I the thing is... If if it's coming down to like oh you're so you're say we're picking if you're not including Keaton Tierney and we're picking two left footed centre backs to to play mm-hmm. the the two that Clark's most likely going to pick is going to be Cooper and McKenna. Yeah. So yeah. The thing is, I don't think McKenna McKenna came on tonight. I thought he looked quite big. Yeah, I don't know. He's I've not I've not he's obviously got that move to uh, to to Nottingham Forest, and I've heard nothing about him to be honest. No, neither have I. So, I don't even know if he, I don't actually know if he plays that much. But Clark, I tell you what, Clark does appreciate like players played in England get their chance under Clark because obviously he's he's he lives in England. I think he lives in London actually. But like he um he's not a he won't you know I remember a few years ago the Scotland squad was dominated by basically it was basically Celtic's team at one point. And then mm-hmm. um, you've got players down the championship and the Prem who are playing well but not getting a chance. But Clark will, uh, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll look at players like McKenna. And I mean, the fact that he's called Jack Henry up just to credit how much football he actually watches because, uh, and how much like uh, he doesn't have like league snobbery at all because uh, he, he'll pick Jack Henry even if he's playing in Belgium, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, I was just thinking there, like. Obviously, um, the English leagues have still got quite a good bit to go. So, obviously, those those players playing uh, down south and abroad, they've got quite a lot of chances to show their show their worth. But the, like what you're saying, boys like Declan Gallagher and uh, Andrew Considine, they've only got six games left of their season. Five games left of their season. Yeah, post split so games. 
they've got they've got hardly any time to show that that, that they can break into that squad and uh, that starting eleven. So it's yeah, it's going to be tough. That's a good point actually that I haven't considered yet. The the amount of uh, opportunities to show what they can do to Clark. But as as I mentioned earlier, Clark is a man of loyalty, and you know, and he spoke about it on international duty and. I think for Declan Gallagher and your Considine and your players like that who didn't get a chance, even your Greg Taylors and that, the, the Clark has this obsession with picking a third left back, even though we've got two brilliant ones. And I, I think because we play our left backs, because we play two left backs every game, he'll bring Greg Taylor because we need a backup one. But when, you know, we should, the thing is, we are good with both of them on the park, but. I mean, to be honest, actually, this is probably a discussion for our, um, for our, for our <laughs> Eagles squad. We keep going, we keep getting uh, dragged into it. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll end it there. We'll move on and talk yeah. about uh, Ryan Fraser deployed in a new position tonight at sort of well, right mid, right wing back, whatever you want to call it. And he got his goal uh, late on in the game. Yeah, smallest man on the pitch scoring a header. <laughs> to be fair, I've I've been uh, throwing Robertson a bit of criticism as we uh these past few few games but he got an assist tonight as well uh good yeah. good good ball over to, good over to the right yeah. and then fraser credit to him he was there at the right time but didn't have much to do just nodded at home just nodded at home for the goal and, and exactly and it's, it's what we needed as well i know three nil the game's done but you know you might as well go for it and, and the thing with rob as well is that was in the second half and he was getting a bit more forward and you know i was happy to see that because Obviously, he hasn't been playing well attacking-wise um, in the past three games, but he showed his quality tonight with that assist, and, and that's what he can do when he's at his best. So we just need we need him at his best, you know. Yeah, I think yeah, Fraser. I think to be playing out of position, he's not used to playing in that deeper role. Like, but I thought he was very good tonight, and his pace is something we can really use. Definitely. Oh, I think. Fraser's yeah. I, I Fraser's really really. Um, He's not good up my estimations because I knew he was always good. And I remember there was, I can't remember it was last international break, the one before he was really impressive as a second striker. But he showed the past few games that he's really important as Fraser and, and will definitely like need him going forward. And he's, a, he's got quality. He's definitely got quality. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was his third goal in his third game I, for Scotland. I so I think, yeah. I think you're right. That's a very impressive start, that. Yeah. Yeah. 3 and 3 for Scotland was impressive. And I mean that big four 0 one tonight moves us up to second in the group, which is massive. Aye, moves Austria down to fourth, doesn't it? Yeah, third or fourth. But it's yeah. absolutely brilliant to see Aye. us second because you know, although Denmark are on an absolute bloody rampage at the moment, They're... why? Why? As James McFadden would say, "Can you? Why can't we catch them? Why can't we? Exactly. I mean, Greece, Greece, Greece did it. Greece got them. <laughs> Greece did it. <laughs> Aye, I'm just looking at the table here. So you've got Denmark top with nine points. Uh, they've won three of three, so they're flawless so far. And then we're sitting in second with five, which at the start of the week, if you told me we'd get five from nine, I'd be a bit, you know, a, a wee bit frustrated. But I was wanting, I was wanting uh, seven from nine, a draw and uh, maybe two wins. But we obviously never got that. But that still landed second place because uh, it's Israel and Austria. Well, they're, Israel's actually third. I think it's on goal difference and Austria's fourth. But they're both tied in four points. So... We've landed ourselves second place after the first international break, I mean, of this uh, qualifying. So I think we take that going forward. Yeah, definitely. I think that, that sums up quite nicely. I think we, we definitely could have done better, but that's in the past. That was mm-hmm. important. We got the win tonight. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think that international break, 
mostly positive for me. I think if I was if I had to sum it up, I'd say it's mostly positive. Yeah, a lot of a lot of players um sort of showed their worth in the squad, and we scored a good amount of goals. Um, sorted out defensive errors today. I think we they they uh, Fado had nothing in the game, so yeah, yeah, I think it was a good international break and one that's definitely got Clark's head spinning for the next few months. I think absolutely, it's put us in good stead, obviously going forward to the Euros. And uh, as you touched on there, I mean, I'd hate to be Steve Clark because he's got some job in his hands picking a team, pick, picking a squad, let alone picking a team for the Euros. You know? Yeah, I mean, do you know what? Credit to the man. He's. Yeah. I think I really admire a lot. Of, I even me. Uh, I think we were looking for a change of formation tonight, maybe to a back four. But he he's stuck with a five, just a little change in personnel, and it's worked wonders. So it has worked wonders, and it was assured tonight. And and as you said, it's it's we're coming away mainly positive. But Joey, else we're coming away with, we've not lost in three games. You know, we're undefeated. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's so crucial. We're we're three games unbeaten going yeah. into the the, uh, <clears throat> the Euros. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we keep that up. Three games unbeaten in the Euros. We take that. The small matter of the Euros. That that will be the next international break. I'm oh, sure. that'll be. That'll, I, I hope we'll have, actually. Well, doesn't matter. We'll touch it. We'll touch it on the next episode. Everything yeah. Euros will be next episode. So I think does it, I think that sums up quite nicely. The yeah, three I games think we've done it. I, break. Think, I think we've summed it up. Uh, I think we've summed up everything. Everything we really, really want to talk about. Get my words out. And. Um, I think as well we've probably gone off on a few tangents, but oh well, this is the first one. We can we can always learn from it. Yeah, and I would just just before we end, it, I would just like to give a quick uh, shout out to Stephen O'Donnell. I hope we had a nice warm cup of tea on the bench tonight. I hope Stephen O'Donnell. I hope he had a jacket on. You know. Yeah, and I also hope he has a lovely night's sleep tonight. Oh, he's gonna. <laughs> I hope he has sweet dreams of uh, lifting lifting the European Championship. Pete. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you for listening to the first yeah, episode to of the Steve Clark Room and. Without a doubt, we shall be back at some point in the next couple of weeks with our Euros podcast. Yep. Thank you, guys.